Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, March 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Prime Minister Theresa May secures a revised Brexit deal ahead of a crucial Commons vote. EasyJet is stockpiling parts for its aircraft in Europe in case of a no-deal Brexit. U.S. executives and officials threaten to stay away from Russia's economic forum. And U.S. President Donald Trump's proposed budget sets up another potential government shutdown. Then the FT's Patty Waldmeyer explains what two recent airline crashes mean for Boeing. I'm Eric Krepke, and here's the news you need to start your day. This is Jim Pickard, the chief political correspondent for the FT in London. And what happened uh, last night, Monday evening, is that Mrs. May flew out to Strasbourg for last-ditch talks with Jean-Claude Juncker from the European Commission. And they managed to announce concessions, which Mrs. May hopes will reassure some of the many Eurosceptics in her Conservative Party who've been holding out against this Brexit withdrawal agreement. Details were just coming out late last night. They were released at about 11pm and they stopped short of what lots of Eurosceptic Conservative MPs were hoping for, which was a rewrite of the withdrawal agreement. But instead, there's what ministers are calling a legally binding extra piece of documentation saying that Britain would be able to, in some circumstances, get out of the Irish backstop, which has been causing angst among many Conservative MPs because they fear it could mean Britain locked into parts of the European Union forever. But whether that's enough to reassure people, we still don't know. If, as expected, the withdrawal agreement is voted down by MPs on Tuesday, what the Prime Minister has promised is another vote on Wednesday, which will see the 650 MPs in the House of Commons vote on whether there should be a Brexit without any agreement at all. And the expectations are that MPs will give a resounding thumbs down to that idea because they fear the severe economic consequences of such a severe breach. And then that would lead into another big vote, potentially on Thursday, which would be on whether Brexit should be delayed altogether. The FT reports that the low-cost airline EasyJet is stockpiling parts for its aircraft in continental Europe in case a no-deal Brexit severs its supply chains. Chief Executive Johan Lundgren said EasyJet had also been transferring three planes a week to its new Austrian subsidiary. The transfers represent a significant portion of EasyJet's total fleet. Its Austrian subsidiary now has 130 aircraft, and EasyJet's total fleet is 315. Mr. Lundgren said Brexit preparations had cost EasyJet £10 million, as well as lost time. On Monday, fellow low-cost carrier Ryanair confirmed in the event of a no-deal Brexit, UK investors would not be able to buy its shares. That's because of rules that require EU airlines to be more than 50% EU-owned in order for the carriers to retain flying rights around the block. U.S. executives and officials are threatening to stay away from a premier Russian economic event scheduled for June. U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Huntsman said he wouldn't attend the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, while prominent American investor Michael Calvi was being detained by Russia. Mr. Calvi set up Bering Vostok 25 years ago, and the fund is now the largest private equity investor in Russia. He was arrested last month on suspicion of defrauding Vostokny Bank of 2.5 billion rubles, or $37 million. He's been denied bail. 
Mr. Calvi denied the charges, and he said the case is being used to pressure him and his fund as part of a corporate dispute with another shareholder in the bank. Since Russia opened the investigation, several U.S. businesses have canceled planned investor trips to Russia. Russia has tried to use the Economic Forum to present itself as a global business and trade power. French President Emmanuel Macron and Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi have been guests in recent years. A spokesman for the U.S. Embassy in Moscow declined to comment on the matter. On Monday, U.S. President Donald Trump unveiled a record $4.7 trillion annual budget. The budget boosts military spending and includes $8.6 billion for a wall on the border between the U.S. and Mexico. It sets the stage for a battle with Democrats that could lead to another government shutdown later this year. Democrats in Congress insist that they'll oppose funding in the 2020 fiscal budget for a wall. The two sides have until October 1st to reach a compromise. That's when the government's current funding agreement ends. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. On Sunday, a new Boeing 737 MAX 8 aircraft operated by Ethiopian Airlines crashed en route from Addis Ababa to Nairobi, Kenya, killing everyone on board. It's the second time in less than five months the aircraft model has crashed. Back in October, the same type of plane crashed in Indonesia, leaving no survivors. On Monday, Boeing shares fell more than 5% after China and Indonesia said they would ground the aircraft. The FT's North America correspondent Patty Waldmeyer explains how Boeing might deal with the 737 MAX 8 and what we know about the tragedy so far. This is a new version of a jet that has been flying since the 1960s. It is Boeing's best-selling jet. It's a very popular jet, and it's a new, more fuel-efficient version, a more technologically advanced and fuel-efficient version of a plane that's been selling since the 1960s. So far, Boeing has delivered 350 of these new version, the 737 MAX 8 plane. They have nearly 5,000 outstanding orders for that plane, and many of them are going to China, where this plane is very popular. That's why it's extremely important that the Chinese regulator has grounded these planes at a time when regulators around the Western world are not doing so. Some are worried now that the 737 MAX 8 might not be safe to fly. What do we know about that? The main civil aviation regulator in the U.S., the Federal Aviation Administration, has just come out with a very unusual directive called a continued airworthiness directive, which means that they are effectively saying this plane is safe to fly on and there's no need to ground it. Also, U.S. airlines have not grounded this plane, and most airlines in the Western world have not grounded it. The groundings have been in China, Indonesia, Ethiopia, and in some emerging markets where this is a very popular plane. So that's important. If this is a big market for these planes and those are the countries that are grounding it, that could be a big deal for Boeing. What effect will this have on Boeing's financials? What are investors worried about? Well, of course, first we have to back up and say we have absolutely no idea what caused the crash in Ethiopia on Sunday. We don't even really 100% know what caused the crash in October last year of Lion Air in Indonesia. So it's all just pure speculation 
both to suggest that what is wrong with the two planes is the same thing. That's what's really worrying investors. Investors are worried that what was wrong in Indonesia was also wrong in Ethiopia and that we're talking about a design flaw in the 737 MAX 8. However, it's far too soon to say that. Now, in terms of what effect that would have on Boeing, it really depends on what is wrong with this aircraft. However, in the past... Groundings of aircraft have not led to long-term problems for Boeing. So Boeing's 787 Dreamliner was grounded for a few months in 2013, and the share price of Boeing ended 2013 up 81%. So investors weren't hurt by that. And also, customers just seem to have a very short memory. In terms of the Lion Air crash, which is a 737 MAX 8, the sales of that plane have continued apace despite that crash. So since that crash in October, lots of airlines have continued buying that plane, and it doesn't appear that any sales have been lost because of that earlier crash. And what's next here? Well, what's next is that we have to get some actual facts about what happened. In the case of the Ethiopian crash, because they have already recovered the black box flight recorder, then they're already a couple of steps ahead because in the case of the Indonesian crash, it was over water and they couldn't find it for ages. The Federal Aviation Administration and the National Transportation Safety Board of the U.S. have both sent teams to work with the Ethiopians on the crash, and they'll be working as fast as they can to get passengers and airlines around the world world the answers that they need on what happened in this case. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following everything happening at Westminster as the UK House of Commons votes on Prime Minister Theresa May's revised Brexit deal. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. 